well, the, the tree knocks or, you know, knocking the rocks together, that's like communication. Mm-hmm. But maybe they're opening up like a Bigfoot <laughs> Stargate, dude. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the Bigfoot Society podcast, a podcast where I interview people in the cryptozoology field, authors, artists, and researchers. This week, I'm able to talk to a new friend, Max Lim from Maximus Prime Art. You may have seen him blow up on TikTok recently uh, with his cryptozoology-themed maps, and uh, he does all sorts of cryptid-themed art, so we're talking about some crazy stuff uh, this week. We're talking about uh, NFTs, we're talking about TikToks, and I do also want to say, of course, this episode is not financial advice in any way, of course. But it's a fun chat. Uh, so let's let's talk to Max about his plans for a cryptid-themed theme park. And I sure hope there's a Van Meter visitor land as, I mean, you're on board with that, right, guys? But thanks again for listening. Uh, if you're listening and watching on YouTube, please do me a favor. Like this video. Comment what you would put in a cryptozoology-themed theme park down in the comments. And subscribe to this video. Uh, makes all the difference now to help support Bigfoot Society. Also, if you're listening to this on to iTunes or your favorite podcast platform, please do a, us a favor to subscribe and also to uh, rate this show uh, five stars uh, would be much appreciated. Uh, also, if you do want to support the uh, Bigfoot Society and hear my uh, extra interview with Max at the end, now always head over to patreon.com forward slash the Bigfoot Society. Uh, get some crazy uh, benefits, rewards, swag. Uh, you got to go over there to see it for yourself. And I'll talk about that at the end of the video. But let's go ahead and start chatting with my friend Max Lim from Maximus Prime Art. All right, Bigfoot Society, thanks for coming back to another episode. I have the privilege of talking with uh, someone I've talked to online for a lot, Max Lim, but this is my first time actually uh, talking to you uh, through the screen, I guess. Uh, hopefully, we'll be able to meet someday, maybe at the Van Meter Visitor Festival or something. For but sure. um yeah. Yeah, Max, let's give the audience uh, a background uh, before we get into it. Uh, and so I'm going to, I've got a bio from you here. I'm going to go ahead and read that. So Max Lim is a St. Louis, St. Louis based transaction attorney who specializes in healthcare and real estate law. At the beginning of COVID, Max found out he was going to be a father, congratulations, and decided to get back into art. Max wanted to create something special for his son's nursery and after his wife, and he decided on the Bigfoot team nursery. Amazing. He set out to make his wall decor with kid-friendly Bigfoot designs. Max projects soon evolved into an ABC book featuring Squatchy, along with a series of cute cryptic characters. His artwork served as a creative outlet for his passions of lore and art from his younger days. When Max is not illustrating, he spends his free time researching and learning new stories and spending time with his family. After accomplishing his first goal of creating a book for his son, also congratulations, Max set his sights on building a cryptid theme park. That's cool as well. Max is currently working on a detailed map of the United States uh, featuring cryptids and lore from each state. So, Max, I have you primarily on the show because 
Uh, you're an amazing artist on uh, Etsy. Your stuff is really cool. Uh, you're killing it, and I'm a huge fan of it. Uh, the uh, the Iowa part of your map is a really cool interpretation of the Van Meter Visitor. Uh, I'm a huge fan of that, of course. But uh, I just got to start out by asking, um, so it sounds like, did you have a love for cryptids when you were younger then, or is this something that just kicked in in the last few years? Definitely when I was younger. So I want to say it was probably around like, I want to say six or eight, somewhere around that age group. Um, my sister went over to uh, Loch Ness and she visited Loch Ness uh, Lake. So she brought me back cool things. And I read about um, Loch Ness Monster growing up and definitely got into all the Bigfoot stuff, whatever was available back then. So it got me really into it. And I loved watching and reading about different things for all the cryptids out there. I got really into ghosts when I was a kid, completely terrified of them, but uh, okay. I really liked some of the stories. And as it just evolved, there were more TV shows, more different uh, publications about them. So I just kept growing and reading about all the different cryptids there were. That is awesome. Do you have a, uh, do you have a favorite cryptid that you've learned to love? I want to say like, so my gateway cryptid was definitely Bigfoot. It got me really deep into totally. everything. And then uh, Mothman was a big favorite. But I want to say the Fresno Nightcrawlers. Those are probably my mm. favorite. Yeah. Okay. Uh, just love them. They're like spooky leggings, really good yeah. footage on them. And I just really like them. The Fresno Nightcrawlers, that's, it's a, that's a fun one, man. Like for, for sure. Um, when you were getting into stuff, what was your, uh, was there a, a certain uh, program or, or a movie that kind of sucked you into the, the Bigfoot thing? Bigfoot one movies and stuff like that. Definitely finding Bigfoot was a big one. Okay. And then, okay. um, what was it? Harry and the Hendersons. So oh, that was yeah. a good one when I was a kid. Uh, those were a great one. And then even like the new, I think it's the it expedition Bigfoot that's out right now. Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's a, that's a huge one that my wife and I, we love watching right now. And it's just good to get fresh material on Bigfoot out there. So yeah, we're big believers. That's awesome. And it's, so I'm noticing that you're saying we, so your wife is along for the ride on this. Uh, oh, definitely. Yeah. That's so amazing. when I first met her, uh, actually it was on our first day. I, I asked her like, what's the strangest thing about you? And we just oh. dove straight into Bigfoot, Loch Ness and all the cryptids out there. So I was like, this is the one I know it. So this is it. It went well. I wanted to know that I was going to have someone that I could talk to you about this stuff and not really hide it or pretend I didn't like it or just kind of keep it on the side. So people didn't think anything of me. So yeah, I wanted someone that knew me. I love that. Oh, that is so cool. Um, being in uh, St. Louis, do you ever get over to Kansas City? Actually, I just went for like the first time like two weeks ago because one of my best friends moved out there. But I've rarely never gone out to Kansas City. Oh, man. I think, um, well, there's a, there's a huge garden outside of uh, uh, Kansas City called, I want to say it's Powell's Gardens or Howell's, something like that. But... When we went down and visited, unbeknownst to us, they had a huge mythology uh, exhibit throughout the garden. And this is a huge oh, cool. garden, multi-acres. So, like, you go around a corner and you'd have, like, a huge Bigfoot statue. And it turns out the guy that made those statues, he is the guy that's coming out with the world uh, – I want to say it's the World Myth Museum. Um, okay. And that's going to be down in, I think, the Kansas City area. But, uh, okay, I think I heard about yeah. that new museum that they were yep. trying to build out. So 
it's a, it's a huge, huge deal for sure. Uh, especially for the Midwest. We, you know, we'll take all the weird stuff we can get. Uh, <laughs> Not a lot out here. Have you found, uh, being in Missouri, have you found any, uh, do you have any cryptids that are you like from your home state of Missouri or? So we have the Missouri monster, the Momo. It's like a Bigfoot variation. I think a few people have heard about, yep. but then um, actually it was because of your podcast. I learned about the butterfly people from the Joplin area. Yeah, so that, that was, was a really one. cool one. And then um, actually through this, I met a, a guy named Carter Reeves who does um, another podcast. And he taught me about the Tascoma space penguins. Yeah. So that's just a really weird tale. It's like almost cryptid slash alien side, but those are probably like the top three good cryptids here in like Missouri that aren't too far from me. Yeah. Carter's Carter's a good dude for sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, he's, he's another guy I need to, I need to meet someday. Cause he's, um, well, I don't want to dox anyone. It's, he's not that, we'll say he's not that far away from one of us. Um, yeah. <laughs> he's a good dude though. Uh, so, so curious. I mean, your art is very good. And I feel like this oh, is a you. thing where it's like, you weren't just in the middle of COVID and you're like, oh, I'm just going to get an iPad and like a, a fancy Apple pencil. And oh man, I'm really good at this. <laughs> <laughs> like you probably were doing it back in the day. I, would I appreciate that. Yeah. So um Back in high school, I was traditional artist. I mean, growing up, I always sketched and like draw and doodled as a kid. And then in high school, I did a lot of sculpting classes and a lot of different art classes. And I did a few shows here. So it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. But uh, growing up in a Chinese American household, we kind of really had two career paths. So sure. I had to put aside my love and passions for law and medicine. So I chose law and that's how I became sure. a lawyer. But now, COVID and having a child really opened up my perspective mm-hmm. and kind of just got me back into it. And, you know, it's scary buying an iPad. I never really liked to buy myself all the fancy things. So yep. I dove into that. I really didn't like drawing with an iPad. I thought it was really weird from like a traditional standpoint, but turns out I loved it. That's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. I mean, oh, I, I think there's so many stories that are similar to like, to that of people just being locked down in COVID and like how many podcasts and different weird cryptid things were, would not exist if we never had to go through that. It's a very weird thing to think about, but um, you've done, I want to say you're also, it feels like you're, so you're into art, but it's like, you also have like a very like entrepreneur sense. Like you are trying all the cool things uh, over the years, or I, not that long actually, but, um, you've done a, you did a Kickstarter, which was, uh, you're wearing one of the shirts right there. Uh, There we go. You got squatchy, the little, little squatch guy on there. So if you're listening to this on the podcast, you gotta go over YouTube to see it. Um, but, uh, what was that? Was that your first uh, Kickstarter that you launched or how was that experience? That was good. It was my first Kickstarter. Um, I've tried a few different business opportunities before in the past. And, you know, each one's kind of just taught me a lot of different things. I didn't think it took off as much as I wanted to do. And so it brought us uh, to where I found a passion for art and got to relive that, uh, making my kids book and then getting into Kickstarter. That was just a fun thing. I think I saw someone on TikTok that did um, 
really nice embroidered anime shirts. And I was like, hey, we should do that for cryptids. There's a lot of different apparel out there. A lot of them are larger prints on t-shirts, which looks awesome, but I wanted to wear something that was a little bit more subtle, wear it every day, go out there. So I just sat down and took some of my, uh, my cool little cute art and then made simple embroidered designs with it, found a mm -hmm. vendor and it was awesome. It, it was a little bit more tough during COVID since there's a lot of supply chain issues, but oh, sure. it was a lot of fun to learn how to do it. And now I want to roll out a few more Kickstarters with cryptid stuff. So I'm definitely wow. all for it now. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Did you find, I'm just curious, this is more for myself personally. Um, did you find it's hard to like translate your designs over to embroidered? Oh yeah. I is that a, hard or is that just me? Because it's it like, that sucks. Harder. <laughs> I had to revisit a few of them. And then okay. once we started embroidering, I was like, oh, cool. I can pick the colors. And then the colors I chose weren't really the same like thread colors. Yeah. And then I had just a whole wall of like probably 10 different yellows to pick out for one of my colors. Oh, and I was like, oh, it was just so overwhelming looking at everything. I'm not a big fan of a lot of choices. So I was like, oh, let's just go with this. And then we went through embroidered, changed up the design um and got new thread colors but it finally worked out really well wow yeah it, it's <laughs> people if you you'll you get it if you get it like if you've ever tried <laughs> to like make embroidered stuff it can be really frustrating but anyways when you're coming up with uh these designs like you've got squatchy you've got bat squatch as an enamel ping you've got uh van meter visitor and they're these little cute little cute versions of the cryptids um, did you find, uh, did you use, are these like you just reached inside your head and came up with these versions or were, did you uh, look to different things for uh, uh, inspiration? Uh, you know what I mean? Is this just yeah. something like it was just floating around in Max's head or like? It was kind of just floating around there. I think I just take a lot of inspiration from my nerdy side. Like I, Nice. I'm a huge anime person, so I grew up okay. on like Yu Yu Hakusho, uh, DBZ, and all the good greats from back in the 90s. And so I always had, like, uh, I guess my art style was always kind of cartoonish in that style. So I love seeing the different inspirations that people put out there for, like, Bigfoot and all the other ones. And then I just want to translate that to, like, a kid-friendly, nice, um, nice logo for it. So that's mm. how I just kind of did it. It took me a lot of times in revision. Uh, just reworking the designs on how do you take something like as big as Bigfoot and then yeah. shrink him down to like a tiny little guy. Totally. Totally. Oh man. Um, <laughs> did you find yourself leaning on any uh, particular books as you were getting these guys ready? Uh, did you have any resources that you kept oh, definitely. back to? Um, definitely like the crypt cryptid wiki online i was going through a lot but i went to oh, like yeah. our library and i got like the encyclopedia of cryptozoology and then i think a to z cryptozoology yep. so those were really big books and like the encyclopedia one that thing's a massive textbook it is so that was that was a really cool one and i could siphon through there and just like see all the different cryptids there were and i was just trying to choose um legends and folklore that we had around the u.s is like my big first jumping off point and then i kind of branch out to other countries and different legends as i went on wow that it's <laughs> and how many different how many different cryptids are you up to now roughly I, that's something i didn't go in and count 
for the shirts, uh, I want to say we did about 15, 12 to 15 different designs. Um, I think that we had about 18 and a few of them, they, people just didn't want them. So I was cool with that. And we just mm-hmm. didn't embroider them and we went with the big ones and then kind of analyzed where we were and did some data analytics and then just kind of pumped up the numbers from there on the bigger ones. But oh, it, it's yeah. the traditional ones. It's like Mothman, Bigfoot, um, a ghost design. Those were like the big three that everyone kind of wanted, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah, no, totally. It does. Um, the, the, the book, uh, Squatchy's Adventure from A to Z. So you make the design where does that come into play again is it you make the shirt after your you make the book out of after the kickstarter or what's the timeline on that that one started before so okay i want to say it was it was early of 2020 we found out um my wife was pregnant so mm. we did some wall art so we could decorate his room and then the wall art kind of really adventured into uh, just a really short-lived comic series with bigfoot Squatchy and his little friends meeting some of um, the Yetis, uh, Mothman, some other people. And then I really liked the character design from there and wanted to do an ABC book from that since there's just so many different cryptids out there. I was like, oh, how cool would that be to have a kid-friendly cryptid book where you could explore the different uh, cryptids and legends around the world, basically. And kids could get associated with Bigfoot. Uh, Mothman, Yeti, Braxy as they grew up yeah. and they would just have like cute little versions with them as they grew up and then they could explore into the bigger versions and the videos and everything else. That is really cool. So when you say from A to Z, literally you are, you're taking a, a different cryptid for each letter of the alphabet. And yeah, that's the premise. I brought a book just in case. Nice. But um, yeah, we can go like, Right there, you can see like some from like Japan and China. Oh, very cool. And then we got to the, I guess, the big ones for Mothman. So you can go from there and then go over to Africa and some other legends. But yeah, we definitely tried to find all the legends from A to Z, which some of them are a lot harder. Uh, Z was definitely a harder one for me just because there's not a lot of Z named cryptids out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then, like, I had to dip into some other, like, legends. Like, I went down with uh, South American lore for the X's, but there wasn't a lot out there for those harder ones. You'd think that it'd be a little bit easier, but it was was kind of a little tricky for some letters. I I love that. Like, uh, I'm definitely – I'm going to have to pick up uh, one of those from your Etsy for sure. Uh, My my kid loves the uh, – Mothman learns the ABCs. Oh yeah, um, that's a great book too. We got that one. So it's crazy. Like for us, it was it's it's, it's the TV shows. That's the gateway drugs. But for right now, all these kids growing up, they've got books. Yeah, that's they be have their gateway, so much you know? stuff. Like your book is going to be the gateway. I hope so. That'd be such a fun thing to see. For sure, for sure. Have you found, uh, uh, you know, over the last few years, have you been able to go and? Uh, start checking out any cryptid theme spots or you know like anything like that or not yet we uh my wife and i we definitely want to do like a bigfoot i guess i don't know like a hike with somebody that's experienced out there but totally we went over um we did a few hikes out in i think the smoky mountains we were just talking with locals out there 
and they were just telling us all the different spots that they were and they had their encounter. So we did we did go out for a wow. little few hikes out there just to check out and she makes a great Bigfoot call out there and we just sit there and we'll listen and it was just really peaceful to be out in nature. But I could totally see how you could miss them. We went to Alaska um, back last summer and we were, we were out there looking for moose and they're super Ooh. hard to find and it took us like three or four days of hiking but we finally found one but it was just so like unnoticeable in the and all the brushes yeah as Dude. huge as the those are too and they're just grazing in kind of fields and i was like if i'm missing this like yeah 20 feet away from me i could totally miss a bigfoot Dude, if you want to see moose, I'm going to let you know. So I'm from I'm from New England originally. You go up to northern New Hampshire to like the Pittsburgh area, Kangamangas Highway. Literally, yeah. you're driving around. You'll run into 13. We saw 13 moose in an hour. Um, <laughs> like that, that uh, twilight, you know, like almost dark, but not really tight. So yeah. New England's got the moose. If you're into the moose, check it out. Go out there. Okay. Um, I know where to go. <laughs> you know where to go, man. Uh, that's cool. So you, I, I would love that. I'm going to have to try. That's an experience I haven't had yet where it's like go somewhere, be able to talk to a local about like their Bigfoot sightings. That is a very special thing. Yeah, sure. it's, it was cool because you can hear the different stories about them and everything seems very like it's a calm experience. Like they just feel like they've been watched and tracked to make sure Wow. things are good in nature but it's it's cool but kind of freaky like one mm. guy was telling me about how he was hiking along um a river path and he could just hear the footsteps along on the other side of the oh, river and it was dark goodness. and every time he stopped the, the footprints would stop and i was like oh that's terrifying like in yeah the dark in the woods but if you know it's kind of bigfoot it's peaceful it's it's good i guess <laughs> Or he's going to rip your face off. Um, yeah, exactly. Which I, I think he's a nice dude, you know. I try to believe that, especially We're, if I'm alone nice in the guy. dark in the woods. Yeah. Uh, what is, uh, what do you feel that Bigfoot is? What's your, how do you explain him? Oh, you know, I, I do like, there's been a lot of theories. I like the theory where it's almost a dimensional creature, Ooh. where it passes through and, you know, I play around with different thoughts, like, why do they knock on trees? Mm. And I kind of wonder if that's, like, a way for them to get back. Just different thoughts and stuff like oh, that. But... Dude, I've never heard <laughs> that. That's amazing. Although I just, I've like, never read a lot of books things. about it, but that's really cool. Yeah, uh, that's just kind of my theory. Because, like, you'll see the evidence of, like, the uh, I want to say their LIDAR, like, just the heat map scans. You'll yep. see them right there, and then they yep. just all of a sudden vanish, Thermals, which is yeah. kind of weird, yeah. So if they're vanishing, are they going into another dimension? Or it's kind of hard to just turn off your body heat sensors out in the middle yeah. of nowhere. Uh, and I know uh, you're. Uh, there was a part in one of the Expedition Bigfoot uh, um, episodes last season where I think they saw something like that happen, where it's like, they're on the thermal, then gone. gone I don't yeah. know how you explain that, you know? Exactly. <laughs> but I like that. Oh, that is really interesting because most people will say, well, the, the tree knocks or, you know, knocking the rocks together, that's like communication. Mm -hmm. But maybe they're opening up like a Bigfoot <laughs> Stargate, dude. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't oh, know. That's kind of my fun theory where I'm going with there. I love there's it, just dude. a lot of tree knocks and there's like 
why why are they doing it? I could see it as a communication, but maybe it's some secret code they're in touch with with nature and they can figure a way back. Oh. If not, you've got quite the story there. And <laughs> that might be a, a good uh so that's that's Max's theory. No one steal it. <laughs> He'll make a cool sci-fi book out of it, maybe. Um let's talk about, and I'm gonna have like a a um a thing at the beginning of this episode where it's like none of this is financial advice, so don't worry. <laughs> Do are you cool with talking about your uh your uh nft adventures yeah definitely. all right so what's an nft <laughs> oh we got so oh, we the there for some people <laughs> nfts were like non-fungible tokens and it's tough to explain without like looking at something all the time but yeah. it's almost it's like data that's solidified on the blockchain so that it's a unique representation that you would show ownership through verified data from other um, verifications on the blockchain, which is mm -hmm. a really cool thing, especially with artwork and seeing where a lot of different projects are taking that it's producing a lot of funding for um, small time projects exactly. and they can go a much bigger where they go from there and kind of branch out from there and really build in the, the funding for it. So the artists and the creators get all the funding up front. Whereas like you look at, music producers when you sign on to a label you lose i don't know 50 60 percent of your revenue because it's going to branding and uh, publications marketing and those kind of things but with nfts that creator would get all the money and they can distribute however they want to so it's a cool big step with everything um it's still real tricky to me and you know the nft adventure it didn't go as well as i'd hope it would be and i needed to redraw um the nft map so i know a few people did purchase it and I need to reach out to a few people to um, let them know because i'm going to do airdrops for them whenever i launch relaunch it again oh, wow. and try to get it back up i don't like that's cool projects going just not taking off as well as i thought it would be but i'm definitely figuring out the utility i keep a little notebook wherever i jot down my ideas so i'm i'm going back into that going to go hardcore nice. into that one too that's awesome. And the the idea behind that um, NFT venture was to raise uh, money for um, your pretty much your passion project. Someday you want to uh, launch a crypto theme park, correct? Yes, correct. So yeah, uh, that's still the overall goal. I'm just revisiting awesome. how do I get to the to the end step right there. But yeah, so I, I'm we're getting into nfts again um quick blurt will be it will be almost like a cryptic comic series so i need to develop some storylines from there okay. and i'm going to build that out and hopefully build out a few revenue streams and uh maybe new shows coming out with that maybe youtube shows animated um cryptid shows and then go back into it and hopefully build into the theme park that way legit legit <laughs> uh are you a uh growing up were you a big uh theme park kid or or is that just something that you were like want to get it out there in this way uh definitely a big theme park kid i grew okay. up we have six flags here in st louis so oh, i would go sure. out there almost every day with my friends we had the season pass uh our family we went down to disney world my sisters nice. and i we love going there frontier ran 40 dollars round trip tickets from st louis to orlando so we we had to jump on those randomly, but yeah. yeah, we grew up with theme parks all of our lives and I just love the magic that's out there. And I thought it'd be cool to have something that's uh, cryptid related theories almost. 
almost like a spooky park basically that anything mm-hmm. that's weird and unnatural and that would just have its own theme park where it'd be much more fun and you have disney that's the glamorous side of everything and then you have the cryptid side of things totally so run me through um what's your uh What's your when you try to uh, imagine what this cryptid theme park looks like in your head? Like, what's <laughs> what do you see? What's your what's your dream there? It's a jumbled mess right now yeah. in my head for the cryptid theme park. Uh, I just actually started designing some stuff for it and just kind of laying out like a a foundation based off of like other theme park maps. But I think it'd be cool to have different like rides that are associated with it. Like I've seen roller coaster rides where they would go through like a forest and you would pass by like Bigfoot's kind of running along the tracks with um your roller coaster ride. Yeah. And then kind of disappear and then maybe a jump scare out there comes at you. Um kind of like the Expedition Bigfoot or Expedition Everest ride at Disney. Yep. There's a cool Yeti one out there and that gives me a lot of inspiration that local legends could have their own like huge ride out there. Or um, back in the day, I want to say this is Six Flags. One of the Six Flags had like a Superman ride where it was like you were going back and forth on the side of a mountain, like oh, through really? the trees. I may have just made it up, but I'm pretty sure it's real. <laughs> um, it's a weird roller coaster setup, but a Bigfoot version of that would be pretty wild too. Yeah. Um, um, that'd, that'd be, be cool. cool. Yeah. It, where, where, where would your theme park be ideally set in the u.s ideally i would probably put it in west virginia just because that's like for me that's the capital of weird everything out there they have all the legends but then i kind of want to put it here in my own hometown of st louis just because it is central usa and everyone could fly in it'd be great to see st louis um grow back into a big hub city and kind of take over again but That'd be legit. Who knows? Yeah. Plus, we don't really have a lot of cryptid stuff out in St. Louis. So I like to build that up myself. You, you don't, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you do have one of the uh, coolest museums ever, the City Museum. Have you gone to that? Oh, yeah. I still, oh, I love the City we go Museum. There. It's such My a fun goodness. time. I met the artist before he passed away a long time ago. And he was just, his theories and like, thought process was just so cool so if i could do something like half as cool as the city museum that would be a good dream like just a cryptid theme park for people to play in kids to have fun climb around all that stuff so you met the guy who came up with the city museum yeah i think his name was wow it's been it's been almost a decade since the last time when i met him but yeah it was just a really nice guy too man then if people don't People don't know what we're talking about. Um, if there's any chance you ever going to go to St. Louis, don't look up the city museum. Just go. Oh, yeah. And just it's experience just... it as a mystery. Because that's what I did my first time. Me and my family, we had no idea what we were getting into. And it just blew our minds. It was amazing. Just so an cool. immersive world. It's just yeah. cool to see art come to life, basically. It's like Quick, you think. Short, easy way. Do you think if you think Meow Wolf out of Vegas is good? Now, this is the original crazy immersive museum experience that is going to blow your mind. But, oh yeah, I want to try out those Meow Wolf places. They look oh real for sure. Good too. Yeah, I'm always uh, living vicariously through um, 
Jacob the Carpetbagger and you know those <laughs> YouTube guys where they just like travel around whatevs. But um, something that I saw you working on the other day uh, in one of your TikToks. We'll get to TikTok in a minute, but uh, your your new venture you're you're trying out vinyl rings with Sasquatch on them. Oh yeah, what's the story um, behind that? That is cool. That was just something uh, I saw Enzo rings. They were doing um, Disney princesses on their rings, basically oh. etching in faces and stuff. I was like, oh, why not? Let's do Bigfoot. Yeah. Uh, I reached out to them, you know, no avail since I was just a, a smaller shop and everything. But I thought, oh, cool. Let's just design out a new ring. And um, we got a laser printer for everything. And now I'm just going to start making silicone rings because I love these things. I, wow. I don't wear my actual wedding ring just because it. I got I got a little bit bigger for me when I got through COVID and stuff. And then, I get it. Um, I'm a really active person. We were yep. doing volleyball and uh, weightlifting, so it always rub, and I'd always have to wear a silicone one. So I was like, why not have a subtle one that has um, a cryptid on there and then a little believe just to keep reminding That's us awesome. to believe out there. Wow. And it's safer for you too, you know, because yeah. it's vinyl. So if you, you know, something falls on your hand, you're not going to like – you know, break your finger off or whatever. Yeah, I never realized there was like a lot of incidences where people like have to amputate yeah. their fingers because of oh, wedding yeah. rings. Oh yeah. yeah. No uh, clue about that. <laughs> so you have a you have your own uh laser printer for this. Yes. Um and we got that at the end of last year, just a a little treat and we're gonna try to step up all the artwork and just get out yeah. a lot more cryptid stuff for people. Dude, that is so cool. Uh, plans <laughs> on maybe putting any other cryptids on rings or just stick with the Sasquatch for now, get that under your belt? And Yeah, um, we have probably like five or six designs I kind of went through with Loch Ness wow. and Mothman. A UFO one, just because I feel like there's a huge alien population out there. And then um, I'm going to start working on a ghost and spooky one for all the Halloween season. Oh, but, man, dude. Yeah. Definitely some cool designs that we're going to put together for that. Um, just real simple, subtle ones. It looks like a regular silicone ring, but if you get up close, you can see the details. You'll see it all carved out, and your favorite cryptid will be out there. I feel like yeah. feel like a lot of my projects have been based about hometown legends, big home cryptids. Like Everybody has their favorite home state legend. Everyone grows up somewhere around the U.S. They have, for sure. For sure. Ohio man. has the Frogman. Yep. Everyone in uh, – pacific north um uh pacific northwest they have bigfoot and everything so i was like everyone has oh, yeah. their favorite legend let's just do something for everybody dude here's what i here's what i want to see this would be cool and this is a free one for you so you can be like whatevs but what if you had set of two rings on one ring is half the squatch face the other ring is the other half of the squatch face it's like <laughs> oh th these are our wedding rings and when you put them together you see the squatch face like <laughs> i That's love that you said that idea, you know but whatever it is it's actually uh so i did that with my wife's ring that we we split the oh really half so it fits on the right and left and boom you can match them together but i love i love that we think alike yeah there you go that's cool that's cool yeah. um so let's let's get into i want to talk about uh your tiktok stuff and I will preface this by saying uh, Max is going to, so I'm doing a clubhouse uh, panel uh, next Wednesday, I want to say the 9th, uh, where it's going to be a group of us talking about how uh, paranormal TikTok is and why to become involved and what can happen. 
Uh, so this is cool that I'm talking to you before then, because maybe we can get a little bit more detailed into things than we would be on the panel. Yeah, for sure. So what has your TikTok adventure been like to you so far? <laughs> it's been awesome. Uh, at first, you know, you when TikTok first came out, it didn't go as well. I didn't know how to make video content. Mm-hmm. And I was just kind of piecing things together. I got frustrated and I just put it aside. I was like, I don't have time to learn a new platform. Like right. Instagram was my platform where I learned things. And it went really well. Instagram grew. And then, uh, I don't know, it's like, it was about a month ago, I was just randomly wanted to pick up TikTok and started my new Cryptid States project. Yeah. And I was just kind of posting it out there and it's still rarely a couple hundred people, which I was like, oh, cool. It's getting some engagement. Yep. And then it was like the last video for the night. I was like, oh, we'll just put together, slap something together. And that video just blew up and it went viral. So that has been a lot of fun. And then just cranking out and trying to match the speed with people. And it's just awesome to connect with so many more cryptid lovers out there. I just feel like oh, I yeah. wasn't getting that same engagement on Instagram at all. So let's explain what going viral on TikTok is because <laughs> people don't get it unless they're on the platform. So literally your, let's say your most viral video, how many people have seen this thing? Just so people get what we're talking about. So before I got into it i had maybe a hundred people following yeah. my my art site um my viral went, video went five hundred and fifty thousand people saw yeah. this video so it went huge um and now i'm up to like twenty eight thousand followers on tiktok it's crazy that was over a month of and it just grows organically which is just so awesome mm-hmm. for creators and artists anyone that has something to say it's just great to get like a natural audience following you without having to pay for ad walls or yeah. Um, just kind of getting out anything out there. It's just, it grows so organically, which is fun. It's wild. So like, I'm guessing on some of your videos, you probably have a hundreds or more comments, probably maybe even thousands. I don't know. But. Yeah. Um, I think that first one, I think I got somewhere around four or 5,000 comments on there. Man. So just responding that it, it takes a while to try and get through everybody, try to yeah. go through there but then once you start pumping out more everyone's just commenting left and right it's just a chaotic mess of everything but it's awesome Jeez. to see all the likes comments engagement yeah and just getting out to reach more people it's just been so awesome for sure for sure so there's another of course there's you know when you start getting so many eyes on your stuff has this affected you know your your etsy stuff it has so um, Etsy went well first. Um, I think, I think first year we had 300 sales all, all year. So that was about the yeah. pace. And then this last month we've done 300 sales. So it wow. just drove traffic like crazy. Oh my goodness. And I don't know if I'm like just producing better content or my art's getting better or just what's happening, but it's just been going crazy. So I'd ship out one, one, like a few items, handful of items before. Yeah. And now I'm going to the post office with like a box of 50 things, just shipping out like twice a week now. And it was just wow. crazy. Good for yeah. you. Good <laughs> it's for been you. a lot of fun. I appreciate that. So many people have just been loving it. So it's, it's mm-hmm. made me even so much more motivated to keep pumping out artwork now. Like I'll set up to one or 2 AM just designing out a new state, just so I can get more people um, happy. Cause, Everyone's yes. commenting they want their state. So I'm like, yep, yeah, let's just crank it out. I'm like so motivated and pumped up right now. I'm fired up. 
Oh man, I love it. I love it. And when once you get the whole U.S. Uh, states done, are you gonna? Re- it's is it gonna be like a big print, or what are your plans with? Because that's gonna be a really cool graphic. Yeah, so it's gonna be. I've been like putting together a lot of different ideas. We're gonna have a a regular map, just a print map for people to have it. A um, couple sizes for the posters, some scratch off maps so people who travel to the oh, states can scratch yes. it off. Yes, and you can I will just get have wherever you want. <laughs> It, I thought that'd be just like a fun cryptid road trip journey. So people come yeah, back where they went. Oh, and then some coloring idea. books too. So yeah, we have, a, oh. we have a whole bunch of stuff out there. Oh, Max, you just killed it. You just <laughs> you just won. So you're going to have a, it's like a coloring book with like a different state on each page. Yep. And then I might, I haven't decided if I want to write a little about, about the legends. since Probably most people don't know which legends are what from outside. So I'll just do a little blurb out there so they can read about it. But yeah everyone's wow. my new adult coloring book for cryptids that's a great idea what do you think what's the what's been the most requested state i want to say so wisconsin and west yep. virginia have sold awesome yeah yeah but right now coming up i want to say anywhere washington oregon or michigan everyone loves the hmm. dog man up there and oh, there's dog like man, there's like six good legends up in michigan too so I'm pumped to try to get out the first version of everything and then go back and then redo all the different legends that people have there too, even the smaller ones. I love that idea. Um, I was, I was guessing it would, cause those man, Hodag fans in Wisconsin. Oh yeah. They go crazy for the Hodag. Ravenous dude. Ravenous. <laughs> I want to go to that Hodag festival that they have up there. I hear it. It's oh, just amazing. It's yeah. Uh, I got invited to go up. Uh, I had some stuff going on. I could not make it happen, but it sounds like a really, really fun time. Yeah, definitely yeah. does. Cause they love their hodag up there. And Ben from the hodag store is a super cool dude. Uh, we got to hang out uh, at the Van Meter visitor festival last year. Uh, there was actually quite a few Wisconsin people there. It was a good time. Oh, awesome. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, can you give us any previews on any other ideas you might have coming down? Yeah. Um, a big one I'm working on right now, it's, it's just going to be, I haven't decided the size, but right now it's set at an eight by 10 print. It's going to be a Bigfoot digital treasure hunt right now. So mm. I'm going to hide clues in my artwork for people to, um, basically purchase the print find the clues in there and solve the puzzle and i'm going to put up 500 bucks for people to to win basically and then hopefully if that sells well it's going to just keep funding um each further treasure hunt and i was going to hopefully take money from um the sales and profits and put it into the pot too just so it can keep growing as time goes on but i thought bigfoot would be the big um big first one to go for i love uh the movie national treasure basically and oh just watching yeah for Nicholas sure page just like solve yeah, yeah. puzzles and everything i was like oh that's so fun why not do it ourselves i like i like that idea uh yeah it's i'm psyched they're bringing disney plus is making a national treasure series oh yeah i thought they were gonna make a, uh, a third movie too i thought so too man yeah i'm so excited it's been so long and i've been wanting that for the longest time for sure through all the eyes on your TikTok account, has that led to any interesting interactions that you are not expecting to have or like, like, wow, this person is anything cool like that or. Um, 
I've met with a lot of like major creators. So that's been a lot of wow. fun right there. Like people with like 200,000 people following them. So it's, it's awesome to connect with them. I'll see them pop up. I'm like, Oh, I, I follow these. People. Oh man, that's cool. It's a big shock right there. But then I guess I'm getting into the tattoo game right now with some of my cryptid state arts. So people really one of them. Yeah. So I've been developing uh, tattoo passes. People I've sent out about five or six of them. So, Okay, I'm sorry. I don't know what you said. Tattoo pass. I'm not sure what that means. Yeah. So I looked up. Um, I, I guess it's the lawyer side of me of how do I license sure. out my artwork without people stealing it oh. and getting permissions. And I guess larger tattoo parlors they like to see. Um, they do their own art, but mm-hmm. if they're having someone come in with their own artwork, they want to kind of see like a letter or pass or something that shows that the artist has given their consent to like oh, you can put this on this person's body and stuff. And maybe wow. it's just weird, random like Google searches for me, but I thought that was the best way to protect myself and my artwork and still sure. let people get their pat- tattoos out there because I-, I thought that's just awesome, basically seeing that's my work awesome. on someone's body like that. Wow, so people have been use- like make- having tattoos done of your characters? I guess so. Um, no I way. Them out, so I'm still waiting to see what the final results look like, but uh yeah my north carolina some of my dirt foot com um comic series and then i think a few other states but i've been getting like random requests to do commissions for um, tattoos and new states and new projects so that's been a lot of fun seeing that come Dude, out i love it this is <laughs> it's so it's exciting like this it's definitely turning into a huge a huge deal for sure definitely i hope to get up to fifty thousand just so i can get like I feel like TikTok has different tier levels. So if you hit like a different follower level, you okay. like unlock a new feature of TikTok as a creator, which is kind of oh. weird for me, but it's like leveling up in a video game. So uh, that's, that's what it is. Yep. Yeah. So once I get there, I think I can put together like playlists and different cool things. So it's much oh, more organized. Yeah. yeah. That's because right be now it's a, it's a chaotic mess of my, of my feed just, Yep. whatever i put out there and just my products and stuff but i am so excited about that like i will sleep i'm like midnight till 6 a.m that's like my sleep schedule sometimes like wow. majority of the day yeah i'm just so fired up like trying yep. to make new things yeah just make it happen are are there any plans for you to go out to any crypto festivals um right now the only one for sure is crypto bash so that's when I'm. Oh, you're gonna be at Crypto Bash? Oh my yeah. goodness! The Moth Boys. Uh, off. I'm meeting them, so I am pumped to go there, and I'm looking to Van Meter just because that's pretty close to my place. It's, it's really only like close five to five or yeah. six hours drive for me, so dude, that's very doable. I am uh, so jealous. One one year, I'm gonna be able to go out to uh, Crypto Bash. Uh, it's on the list. Uh, this year, I'm doing Crypticon and of course Van Meter because I live like 20 minutes away from it. Yeah, but uh. <laughs> I'm I'm excited you're that that's perfect. You'll be able to go yeah. out to Kirby Bash and you're gonna have like lots of lots of your stuff to sell, I would imagine. Definitely. Like I've I've ramped up, like I have orders coming in like probably every couple of days from my, my sticker manufacturer wow. and my art prints and stuff. Yeah. So we got like a nice printer so I can print off stuff. I've been finding um new vendors and just trying to find out a whole bunch of new things. So hopefully hopefully Mothman Festival is going on this year i'm not sure but if that doesn't yeah. i know i have crypto bash as my safety net where i'm going to just go big with a lot of i'm going to try to bring in some fun like 
Easter egg like surprises for that one too. Dude, I'm loving it. Like <laughs> this is it's party time. Um, oh man, I'm curious. That just will will be one of the last questions. Um, but I'm curious as a this is kind of a nerd out question. Um, who do you think is the better sticker maker? Uh, like part- a manufacturer? Yeah, who do you partner with? Oh, I partner with uh, Zug Monster. They're Zug Monster. Bit, yeah, so they're a little bit slower, but man, the prices are awesome. So really? It takes me probably about a week, week and a half to get from order to delivery, so it takes a good time for it. But they just ran a sale for a three-inch stickers, fifty of them for twenty bucks, and they that's make really good. Fantastic stickers, like wow. the matted, glossy. They can do chrome. They can do everything. So I love them. Um, because I've I've sticker blitz is really good if it's um if it's fast in a pinch you'll get in like yeah I want to say I got mine in three or four days so that's really good turnaround time for like mm-hmm. any big orders if I'm really like good. in a pinch for something uh, sticker mail is good I think I like the gateway jump off for everybody yeah they are yeah definitely if you get a chance check out um, Zug Monster and if you want to test out stickers there was a good guy. Uh, let's make stickers or let's print stickers one of the two but he'll do a hundred stickers um for 20 bucks that's really good too yeah but like a cricket and stuff but um he still does great work if you want to do like promos or giveaways in like your sticker packages super easy way to get those affordable yeah uh dude i'm I'm telling you what I'm going to be. So I'm at the Van Meter Visitor Festival. I'm going to be vending. That's the eighth plan this year. And awesome. I have got a exclusive design by Jonathan Dodd Woo! for just a festival that is going to rock some faces. <laughs> I, I think like it's going to be fun. My idol of like cryptid artists. Like I just watch him like pump out content. All oh, the time. all praise and to Jonathan Dodd. So sure. good too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Oh man, Max, thank you so much for coming on. I have wanted to have this chat for a long time. Um, so I'm, I'm really thankful that you came on. Um, how can people, what's the best way for people to cup, keep up to date with, uh, you know, your new designs and what's going on and all that good stuff. So I actually just started my website, uh, oh, okay. You can go there, sign up for the newsletter. I'll be doing that hopefully this month. And that's where I'm going to be sending out a lot of my um, newsletters for the updated products, uh, new designs. I have my cryptid states map updated there and then kind of my roadmap on how I'm going to build a cryptid theme park. Just rough idea on how there is. Yeah, so a few project ideas on how I'm going to build up to it, but let's let's see where this journey takes us. Dude, I love it. Awesome. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, And uh, for those listening, if you've enjoyed this conversation with uh, Max, uh, and even if you haven't, but if you haven't, shame on you. But um, Max has agreed to to hang out for a little bit longer. We'll be chatting for an extended uh, conversation for uh, Patreon supporters. I think we're going to talk maybe about some ghosts or some weird stuff. Who knows? Oh, yeah. Always a fun time. So uh, thanks so much for coming on, Max. Thanks for having me, man. This is a lot of fun. Thanks for listening to the Bigfoot Society podcast. Please take a few minutes to review the show on iTunes five stars as it does help us get into the eyes and ears of more listeners on iTunes. Uh, That 
will help us just get bigger and bigger and get even better quality guests for future shows. Uh, also, if you have any Bigfoot encounters or cryptid encounters, please send your stories and uh, audio and photos, whatever you've got, over to BigfootSociety at gmail.com. If you'd like to become more involved with Bigfoot Society and get some extra content, we do have a Patreon uh, where you can get all sorts of cool things. For example, for $7 a month, you get extra Bigfoot Society content, uh, usually interviews, but other things as well. You get a sweet membership card and a vinyl sticker that I send to you in the mail. You get access to the Bigfoot Society after show, which is an extra interview after the main interview with the weekly guest. And usually they are up for uh, Patreon members to be in that extra show segment with them and me. And you get to ask your uh, question live to them and get an answer from the guest, which as you've seen what guest we've had in the past, this could be a really big deal. There's also a private discord where you can get involved with uh, talking to me one-on-one -on -one and the community there. And that's always a great time. You can find the Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash the Bigfoot society. Uh, we're very thankful for all our supporters that we have in so many different ways and appreciate uh, all our listeners coming back week after week to listen to more cryptozoology-based interviews. Uh, thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. The views and opinions expressed are those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Bigfoot Society. Any content provided by our guests are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone. Thank you.